Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gaslighting the Warfighter, episode number 18. we got a special guest with us today on a very special episode where we're going to be talking about The Promise, a book written by three fantastic individuals uh, speaking about their journeys along with the PACT Act and how we got here and the Firewatch and the passage of this legislation. Uh, Kim, Teresa, Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Now, uh, we've all had different inter interactions over the years uh, on this long journey. You guys have been on this journey for, you know, much longer than I have. Um, but every one of those instances of where, uh, how we met along this path you know, was, is, was very interesting to me, right? And it holds a very special place in my heart uh, on the, along that journey. Um, Kim, where did, your, where did your journey start? Oh, geez. My journey started um, back in, um, in the, well, 1996, when actually, when I met, my, when, when I met Gary. And um, he had, um, we had gotten married in 1998. We had two kids. And he was deployed to Iraq, and he was deployed to Afghanistan. And upon his return from Afghanistan, um, he wasn't feeling well. And it was kind of like a little red flag. So we started investigating it and uh, we had discovered that he, he was already stage four uh, stomach and liver cancer. Um, and it had met to his brain, not once, but twice. And so I began to fight. And along the journey, I met these most incredible people and um, wanted to go ahead and make a difference and raise awareness to these burn pits. And I got hooked up with, burn, with uh, Rosie Torres and Leroy Toyers of Burn Pits 360, um, who had uh, led us to the Capitol and Firewatch, right. and all the way to the White House to the signing of the PACT Act this past August of 2022. Absolutely. And you and I have a, an endearing relationship. We're both from the south side of Chicago. Uh, and I, I remember, I remember those, those the moments of the first night of, well, the second day really mm -hmm. when you showed up, <laughs> and uh, from across the other side of the Capitol, mm -hmm. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I heard it, and I knew it, and and that's when, uh, you know, a lot of the fun started beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Kevin, yes. uh, you know, we met, uh, man, uh, the first time we went, I went up to the Capitol mm -hmm. Hill, uh, mm -hmm. and. We were just starting the conversation of putting legislation together, and that was shaping in the form of the Warfighter Bill uh, that was being put together by um, Representative Ruiz yes. and uh, uh, Senator Gillenbrand. Correct. Uh, and that was that was a, an incredible uh, first relation, uh, first meeting on my that I remember. Um, you know, I've never been inside the Capitol. <laughs> I, no. did, I had no idea what I was doing. No. I was like, okay, there's this big, this this big subject we're talking about, right? Right. Uh, that's affecting our community. It's killing our friends, and uh, and we we have this opportunity to, to do something. And I think I was sitting up, uh, standing up there with my finger in my nose, <laughs> wondering what I was going to do. And then we met. Yes. Tell us, uh, tell us about your journey. Uh, well, you know, uh, my journey started back in uh, Michigan when I was uh, when I left for uh, when I left for the Air Force. Um, didn't think I was going to stay in the Air Force that long, and 20 years later, um, I retired. And then all of a sudden, uh, we started feeling some some issues going on, uh, respiratory wise, uh, some issues going on, and uh, we investigated that further. And of course, we were told that it was all in our head, and we were making this stuff up, and and uh, 
you know, this is not happening. This is this is not your this is not your illness. You know, kind of the Jedi mind trick. It's not your illness thing going on there. Um, but then we said, well, it's not right. And if we're having this, and then we met other people through this journey where we started um, finding out answers. And uh, we went to Burn Pit 360, and we found out about Dr. Miller uh, from uh, Vanderbilt in Nashville. So we went over to see him. Um, and then we said, well, okay, well, once we got the answers to what's going on, we said, well, how do we, how do we help others? How do we help other people through this journey? And then we started advocating, which led me to first Kim, uh, meeting her and, and at the deli with uh, John Field and, uh, and Joe McKay as we right. went and got some food before we went on the hill and, and met ourselves. And then, you know, um, who knew it would blow up into this big thing? A piece of paper turns into this press conferences and press conferences turns into meetings and meetings turn into um, some yeses and some noes and and you know come back again and return so this this journey's been great we've met wonderful people um, not just the the four faces that are on the book the family impacts and and meeting organizations that uh, want to do right by people want to be good human beings and want to take care of people um, you know, and then we got to the fire watch eventually after where we met and, uh, you know, we started out with three or four people. We were at Chick-fil-A discussing <laughs> what we were going to do previous to that. And, and then three or four people showed up and I think we had over 150 towards the end of that fire watch that, uh, that was just staying there. That were yeah. staying there. Yeah. were just hanging out, staying there. Thousands not have come yes. in between. Right? Yes. Thousands yeah. have come in between. We had people drop door dashing food to us and, uh, and coolers. I think we had what a dozen coolers out there. Yeah, of, uh, we, that, that moment in time gave me hope for our country, right? Yes. Is that, yes. you know, cause we didn't know, no. right? We were just sitting there. We we're just saying that like, shit, we ain't leaving. Right. Right. And hopefully someone watches these, these, you know, these tech or these tweets that we're putting out and, you know, this social media that we're doing. And, by the end of it, my God, I mean, we're, we're giving away all this food because we couldn't yes. take it. And there yeah. was like, the, you know, there was nothing that we needed. Uh, you know, we had umbrellas, we had chairs, like everything was becoming, coming from a DoorDash. And it was like, wow, right. this is happening. So we had socks and we had uh, the parkas for the rain that, yeah. that came down. And uh, then we had some umbrellas for the shade, for the, for the heat, from one extreme to the other. And it was... Uh, it restored a lot of faith in, in, in America. Um, can you imagine what the almost 5 million veterans that this bill had impacted if, if half of them or all of them showed up on Capitol Hill? Oh, boy. Um, you know, so it's been an amazing experience, amazing journey. Um, I would tell you that I would never in my life plan on meeting the wonderful people um, connected to this. Um, I never thought I'd watch C-SPAN or C-SPAN 2 as much as I did, yeah. um, right. you know, right. paying attention to the bills and how they were passing. But uh, these great people that we've met, um, relationships that we've had, uh, we've become a family. Um, and it's it's just catapulted into this great this great event, and it's allowed us to share our stories. And hopefully with the sharing of our stories, we allow other veterans, military, and their families to see or uh, to see our journey and get help if they're having problems or issues that they're not recognizing. And that's right. what it's all about, coming together and helping each other out. So yeah, absolutely. It's been great. It's a village, man. It really does. Teresa, uh, you know, you're, you're, you've been married to Kevin for quite some time. And, uh, you know, much like Kim, uh, you know, uh, a spouse that is watching, you know, their husband, um, you know, they're suffering from all the yes. things that we've been exposed to while in combat. 
Um, from your position, how what has this journey been like for you? Well, obviously incredible, but um, at the same time, you know, you see um, these diagnoses coming and, and um, you know, the light kind of disappear um, until we found Burn Pits 360 and um, really decided to get involved. Uh, even that first meeting that we had uh, for the Warfighter Bill, um, that press conference, uh, we had went and we kind of like one foot in, kind of like, you know, we yeah. don't know what this is going to be like. Um, and uh, just meeting the people and hearing the stories and um, connecting and seeing that, you know, there are other people because I think there's a lot of shame um, in an illness, uh, you know, for a man uh, or especially a veteran, you know, that, you know, like he was saying, you know, like you suck it up, you know, it, it the, the psyche behind it of, you know, knowing that they feel like they've failed their family or they can't um, do the things that they used to be able to do. Um, and then meeting people with the same experiences and yeah. the same illnesses. I mean, him and Leroy are like, I, I like twins. Yeah. I mean, everything that they've gone through and the, the, the same uh, diagnoses from, you know, their lungs to their stomachs, to their brains, um, that, that connection of saying, you know, I'm not, it's not just me. There are other people out here that are suffering these same things. And I don't feel like, because I, you know, I think the medical community and, and the VA really had a hand in, in breaking him down and to see the light come back into his eyes and have um, a purpose again yeah. to be able to take that uh, illness and, and really turn it around into something positive. I think that is credited a lot to you know, where he is now. They had given us a three-year window um, and it's, gosh, been almost eight years now. Yeah. Um, and he's stable. So it's, uh, it's been great. It's, uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, there's something there that, that struck a, a, a memory um, and a point that I think is, you know, that I'd love to hear your opinions on, you know, as we've been going through that entire experience, right, yeah. and going up to the hill, not knowing what we, was going to come out of that, and half foot in, half foot out. Yeah. I, that was the, that was our all, all perception, us, yeah. right? Um, and during all of that, we're watching part of the, our team just fall to the wayside, yes. right? What was it? I believe about nearly half a dozen of, of the original right. members yes. of the team yeah. had passed mm -hmm. in the four years that I was involved, right? Yes. That's not even to include the time right. before that. Uh, that had passed away as, as we're up yeah. going to the hill over and over and over again. And that's what really made it difficult, in, mm -hmm. in, in my opinion. I'd love yes. to hear you know, your guys' thought yeah, on that. But sure. it was it was definitely tough to, to watch that. And But it also made it really real in the yes. sense of like, like this, like, and, 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 and to be honest, like that was the, that, when I was, when we were sitting at the Chick-fil-A, Kevin, and, and, uh, we're all we're all depressed. We're all defeated, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're we're having that moment of questioning our, our resolve, and we're sitting there. And, and, I, and I and I was thinking in my head, it's like, man, my friend Frank is dead. My friend Mark is gone. My friend, uh, you, know, you know, all these people that I know, and then the the people that we were on the hill with were dying. Yes. Like we ain't fucking leaving. Yeah. We ain't leaving. And we sat and we sat on that those steps on those cold concrete steps, getting rained on and getting, you know, bitten to pieces by bugs, you know, Sunburn. all these things, right? <laughs> because of that and that alone, what 
What were you thinking? You know, um, what really impacted is uh, uh, Sergeant Wesley Black. Uh, we went out to, um, we were walking the halls uh, on, on November 4th, I think it was, um, the day after my birthday, matter of fact. Um, and we were walking the halls, and we got the news that he was going to be put in hospice. And, um, and then they gave him, I think, three to six months to, to live. And then on November 7th, he passed. And, you know, windows in time, you see that and you hear that and that happens and you've experienced all that you're doing with this. When the first podcast for John Stewart came out uh, with Sergeant Wesley Black was on there and, and he said he just wanted to be a good human and, mm -hmm. and do the right thing. And, and that stuck because now he's passed and now kind of the torch is passed to us remaining and then we get the news that sergeant will thompson passes um and it's just like it's, it's just one gut pulls out other. right after you one after another and another and then you think no more you know that besides the 22 plus a day uh you know suicide and then you hear these people dying of, of rare cancers respiratory illnesses that when you talk to the doctor and they say you shouldn't have this until you're you're too young to have this. Well, guess what? We do. Um, and then you see these people dying and passing away. Gary, Gary, and and uh, you know, and Joe, uh, Gina's husband, mm -hmm. and just the myriad of people continuing to pass. It's got to stop. Yeah. And so I, I think we all just said no more. And we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna allow this to continue. Yeah. So that's my opinion. I mean, when Kim and I uh, met, I think one of the second days of that first uh, press conference, uh, she was talking about, um, I think, just to Danielle, and, and uh, very fresh, every, very fresh, because when we first started this journey, Heath was still yeah. alive. Um, and we knew he was, you know, very sick, but um, not, you know, necessarily, you know, if he was going to pass or not. And, and, um, she she was talking and the next day we we're sitting on a couch in the hotel lobby and she says well i'm just trying to do this you know to really help other people like me that have gone through the same experiences and i said listen you don't you don't have to you know what i mean like i get it i'm gonna be in your shoes one day and she's like don't say that but the reality is we are mm. i mean their their illnesses are terminal and by the grace of god they are still here but we don't know, you know, how, how much time they really have. Um, so it's, it's amazing to be able to um, join forces and, and really um, do something positive, you know, going out with a bang, right, babe? Right. <laughs> Kim? Oh, um, when my Gary um, was, was, was ill and he was sick and um, we knew it was related to uh, the toxic era, the burn pits, he basically wanted to just whatever he can do to help other people. Yeah. Um, he, he just disregarded himself and just basically said, you know, fight this. Yeah, he was a Chicago cop as well. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. So this is some tough stuff, you yeah. know, yeah. two uniforms. Um, but he loved his city and he just adored and loved his country. He joined uh, when he was only 18 years old. Um, he was from he was from Cicero, Illinois, on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> and um, 
he was just 18 and uh, he got his GED and then he went on to OCS, which is Officer Candidate mm -hmm. School, and he became very successful and very proud. Actually, his uh, anniversary, his, his, uh, his joining up anniversary would be coming up pretty soon and it'd be 37 years wow. that he would have served from, you know, the time that he had originally um, joined up. But um, when he had passed away, he never lost his battle with cancer. He never lost his battle with cancer because the families, the survivors, yeah. we continued fighting for them. Right. And this country for centuries have been sending our military to fight for our country, even in our own soil right. and even overseas. And when they, when, they, when they may not come back, and we know that sacrifice. They may give the ultimate sacrifice, but the survivors and the families that are left behind, we also make the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. We also give up a lot, um, you, you know, whether it be our city or our country, and it, we're left behind. Yeah. We're left behind, and we have to go ahead and we have to fight and prove things that, that to be recognized, and something needed to be done about it. So I, you know, got in 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 touch with you know Burn Pit Street 60 and also Taps. Uh, after he had passed away, and we had also went to Rolling to Remember. We remember mm -hmm. we were all at Rolling to Remember, <laughs> and um, we were. I was waving that gold, my 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 gold star flag around, yeah. because I had met so many people all across the United States and talked to so many people and reached out to so many people, and I wasn't alone. Yeah. I wasn't alone. And the stories in this book, there's just these are just four stories. Yeah. There are thousands yeah. of stories like this. So we're really happy to share our stories. And finally, you know, be recognized that the survivors, we're, we're, we're here. We Absolutely. don't want to be forgotten about. This country can't forget about us. Right. This right. country can't, just, oh, you know, this just happened. We made a mistake or something. No, you got to go ahead and pay for it. And that's the cost of war. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. And, you know, I think that's what is unique about this whole situation. Um, you know, the passage of the PACT Act was largely by, you know, the survivors of, of, the, of the deceased. Women saying, you know what, we're tired of this. Yes. We're tired of seeing our, our husbands die, our mm -hmm. husbands being treated like garbage, mm -hmm. being pushed to the side and forgotten about, yada, yada, yada. And uh, it's a story of, of triumph, right? Yes. And that's the, the, so I want to talk a little bit about the book. You know, uh, Kevin and, and Kim, you guys are both uh, contributors. To, uh, there's two other writers, T, uh, Tim Hauser and Gina Cicerelli. Mm -hmm. uh, and what, how did you guys, what was the idea? What, what got you together to put these stories um, you know, in a book? And how did that whole process go? Because like, I know <laughs> you and I stayed close through, through most of the process. Uh, and it was fun hearing a lot of the updates. But, you know, for everybody listening, why'd you do it? And you know, what was the motivation? Well, it was basically really about friendship. Um, when we were, you know, you, you get to know these people. When, and, and, you know, we all have this fight and this commonality, you know, involved. And we, you know, we start to, hey, you know, are, are, are you going to this event? You know, can you make it mm -hmm. to this event? Uh, hey, can you pick me up at the airport? Hey, I'm driving out. Um, and then, you know, we just started sharing things and um, making things more convenient and everything. And all of a sudden, we were like, you know what? Um, uh, who, who mentioned it? Uh, well, uh, Tim mentioned Tim mentioned it, uh, a couple others. I mean, I know you mentioned uh, doing it as well, and then Gina did it. And then, and, we had already been you know, and we had talked about it, but I didn't think we had enough to push a book. 
So then the collaborative minds got together and say, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, let's let's do this because it's one person. This whole journey is not about one person. Right. This whole journey is about several hundreds and thousands so and millions all of people. Collide. Exactly. And so um, we came up with this idea. Um, and then uh, Kim was the catalyst to try to get a publisher and uh, really she push. She kind of drug everybody along. Yep. She, she, she was <laughs> the like, team leader during this whole process and, uh, you know, working with four different stories and four different people. And, and uh, it's, it's been, you know, these people become your family. I mean, we slept on hotel floors. We carpooled. We, you know, the nuances behind the scenes that you don't see. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to D.C. one time at 7 o'clock in the morning. We had to be on the Capitol at 8.30. Um, just drove in overnight, the last minute. So there's just a lot of different things that go along with this. And we really became a family in this process. Yeah. Um, you know, you, we, just these four, you've got Michigan, Ohio, Tennessee, and New York. We would have never met these people had it not been for uh, Burn Pit 360 and Leroy and Rosie, and then, of course, reaching out and continuing to reach out uh, to people and, and um, other, other folks that you know that have similar issues and, and similar things going on, and then just developed into this big. And social media was the huge influencer on this whole thing, but we're excited about the book. Uh, we, are, we are proud to be able to share our stories so others who have questions, who don't understand what's going on with their veteran or their surviving spouse that doesn't understand um, what they need to do to get survivor's benefits or how yeah. they need to go about this process. I mean, we got um, Amy Mueller that passed away in, in Minnesota. We got uh, Dr. Kate, uh, she passed away. So her widow, you know, so there's men and women that are spouses that are like, they should be taken care of and they should they should be able to have a voice and yeah. this is what this did well i think one of the things that i took away from a lot of the stories was this you know commonality in that these are just regular families of america right that didn't know how to solicit or petition the government <laughs> right you know and uh what do you do? Like how? Like that's that to me is the most fascinating part. Like, like again, like the odds were against us yes. in every aspect mm -hmm. of this entire journey, this entire conversation. This should never have happened. And if if the fire watch didn't occur, it would have never have happened, right? Let's right. just call it for what it is. Yes. Um, but it was, it was, it was the pure gumption. It was the pure discipline of saying we're not going to. We're not going to take this anymore, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, Teresa, I, I, you're watching. You know, watching all the writers. Uh, you know, I love the. I want to get your perspective a lot because you have a unique perspective of watching all of this happen, right? Uh, as it's unfolding, right? As as Kevin's getting you know uh, deep into writing his his part of this book, what were you what were you watching? What were you observing? I think that. Um I, like I think you know, especially in in my portion of we all um, the families did um, a, basically like a family impact statement, mm -hmm. um, and I think it just like I said, it really um, to me it, it gave him his voice because yes, we you know we've been to dozens of you know pressers and uh, 
rallies and and he's spoken to you know all of these congressional delegates but it does it gives him his own voice that is going to be heard mm-hmm. um whether you know whether it's you know the person down the street or just somebody that happens upon it uh when we were in the airport uso he left a book there um here in texas because a lot of the you know the youngins that were still in there from sure you know, oh they all know what's over. going yeah. on so it's nice <laughs> it's nice because like you said we are just everyday average people that that have been given this great opportunity yeah and and there is a platform for you to hear those voices yeah. and so i think it gave me that sense of peace in that his voice is finally being heard yeah that's great that's great to hear um you know, let's touch on that. We'll, we'll, I think there was something important there, like really quickly. Like, I, everybody is was watching during that entire mm-hmm. period, right? Um, the younger, the young people in the military, most mm-hmm. especially. And look what is happening now, right. where you're getting all these families are finally coming forward and saying, you know what, we can finally say something about AP right. Hill, about. Uh, all this water and the, the black mold and you know yeah, all these living conditions for that are happening. All the years that Rosie and them were were fighting this, nobody wanted to tell. Their, they were afraid. They right. couldn't say anything, like you right. said. Because the command being, just, oh, yep, I'm sorry, nope, <laughs> we're not, just gonna yeah. smother you down. It's perfect. Yeah, exactly. They're not afraid anymore. Right. So you know that's that's another untold victory mm-hmm. of what we've been able to accomplish here is we've given other people a voice to say you know what yeah. like this is wrong mm-hmm. this is wrong we shouldn't be living in like I remember you know in Campus U North Carolina uh, Courthouse Bay that uh, you know it was like living in Joe's apartment you ever see that show on MTV where he's like uh, Joe and a right. bunch of cockroaches yes right mm-hmm. the cockroaches were bigger than my shoe right. and I felt like these things were turning the light switch on for me in the morning because they're so god dang big uh, but you know we, we shouldn't have to live like that right we right. shouldn't we shouldn't have to beg as a, as a married couple in the military for uh, you know a better pace so we don't have to right. be on food stamps right. and we certainly shouldn't have to beg for some quality health care. Oh. Uh, for being exposed to the negligence of our fucking government, right? right? And let's call it for what it is. Um, but, you know, I think what you guys have been able to put together with um, the book is fantastic. Now, where can people find it? Um, right now, um, well, we had, we had a wonderful publisher. Yeah. Uh, a lot of credit to our publishers. Um, um, and, um, but right now it's available on Amazon. Okay. It's also available on Barnes and Noble Yeah. and, um, it will be in targets Target. and Walmarts mm-hmm. and, um, uh, shoes, sh- uh, bookstores of choice. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're really excited to see where it's going to, where else it's going to go or else it's going to lead into, but anybody can order it right now That's uh, fantastic. on the on 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 internet. And I hear, I understand it's a bestseller. It is a number one new release. Okay. And it has a lot of potential. Yeah. So, it's, on, it's on the bestseller list in its uh, in its category. It's been sent it. It was even pre-released. That's you know? great. That's and, of great. course, John Stewart did the foreword. Yeah. And Rosie Torres did the introduction. And they did a fabulous job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I think something would a little fascinating, you know, we'll kind of pivot just a little bit to the left here. Um, you know, for people listening, like, you guys are, you know, again, it's but we're just a bunch of average Americans that just went out and got a job done, right? right. Yeah. Now you publish a book. <laughs> Most people don't even know how to do a pu- like basic publishing. Yeah. How did you do it? It's Let true. everybody know. 
It's true. Um, it, 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 it's kind of, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you made that point because it's kind of like this backyard garage, you know, <laughs> kind of, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, walking through the gangway, talking to people and um, just putting yourself out there. Right. And it, it, uh, it really formed from just big personalities and internet and reaching out and um, hitting the right people and not quitting and just keep fighting and keep trying to find who you know can make those connections um but um to make um those uh connections work properly uh most efficiently you just gotta you know find your voice and use your voice and yeah. You know. And and those no people. Yeah. <laughs> Which and if you, you don't are, know people, yeah. you gotta get out there and try That's to right. meet people. If you if you guys don't know Kim Hughes, Kim Hughes is quite the connector, the networker of sorts. Networker. Right. And that's I think wanna you know, come back into what are we all doing now, right? You know, so you know, the pact the PACT Act has been passed. I know that you guys have all been involved in communicating uh, through VA and other um, uh, mm-hmm. asks of you know getting the continuous education of of hey the Pact Act's done. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about implementation. Mm-hmm. You guys all have been involved in that. Uh, you're uh, Kim. You're heavily involved with TAPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin, you you work with the foundation. I love, yes. We're going to talk a little bit about the, the the stuff you do there. You're a big advocate in uh, Michigan for veterans issues. You're a podcaster with Tim Hughes on the the Gulf War podcast. Right. Um, you know. So we're all we're all doing stuff. Let's tell everybody where you're at. Uh, well, right now, um, where my heart is is uh, is after the treatment, as you know, um, when we when we were fortunate to go out to Arizona and uh, get hyperbaric oxygen treatment for uh, for brain wounds, for TBIs and PTSD, and what it did, what it what it's not underlined to do, but what it did for me at that time. Um, just to be able to share that experience and get that out there and then help others with that. We're, we're getting into the hyperbaric oxygen treatment, uh, a holistic uh, treatments for veterans, um, outside of the box type stuff, because that's mm-hmm. what this all has been, outside of the box stuff. Yeah. You know, where do we go get a bill? I, I got a criminal justice degree and I was an MP in the Air Force, security forces and you know, I, I got a gun and somebody <laughs> broke the law or enforced the law or we secured a, and defended a base. That's what we knew. Now, all of a sudden, I'm walking the halls telling people about toxic exposure and talking to senators and congressmen and women. And now we, we've got a book um, to share our experiences. So, you know, before all this happened, I was taking the trash out, doing the dishes, right. you know, just regular everyday stuff, maintaining a house and trying to put food on the table and take care of our families. Right. And, uh, you know, so I'm not anything special or better than anybody else, but uh, we are trying to get hyperbaric from those experiences. What my family has taught me, what my parents taught me was to pay it forward, mm-hmm. continue to pay it forward. And that's what we're trying to do is continue to pay this forward. Um, and take care of one another. Yeah, you know. Now, you know, uh, you, you know, Teresa, you had mentioned that um, you know Kevin was given three years, right? Uh-huh. And you're eight years since that since yeah. that time frame. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And you know, you're you're a big ab- big advocate for hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Do you believe that has been a, a lot of the uh, underlying factors that has extended uh, extended life? Yes. Uh, you know, it my. According to Dr. Miller, my lung volumes were depleting faster than those veterans that he originally diagnosed in 2003 and 2004. Um, 
as of right now, I'm 80% worse than the the people that he sees on a daily basis. Um, so it rose my lung volumes from 56% to 60%. Probably the VA is like, oh, we're going to take away your benefits now. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got a good thing. So, But it rose those numbers, and it wasn't supposed to do that. It was supposed to help with the, the, toxic, in, uh, the toxic brain injury. 90% uh, of my brain was deprived of oxygen. I'm, I'm inhaling 100% oxygen for an hour at pressure every day. Um, I've seen wonderful things. Will Wisner has seen wonderful things and has experienced wonderful things from this. Um, Dr. Carol Hendricks at North Star Neurology and North Star Hyperbarics out there in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, she is a game changer. Um, she's willing to go off label and treat veterans with brain wounds. Um, and just the benefits that I've seen, it's it saved my life and it's extended our quality of life. Yeah. Um, and like I said, here I am five years later after my three years. Yeah. Um, and still kicking around. Still kicking. Still kicking. And, you know, you do a lot of work with the Gwen Style Foundation. Right. Um, you are begin, uh, in the process of taking over a, a committee, uh, as I understand, for the hyperbaric chambers yes, within the are, organization. We are very excited to partner with Grunt Style and continue that mission as we did on the Hill to bringing this home for our, uh, for our veterans and their families um, and giving people hope giving yeah. people hope and and uniting look at look at what this has done not only just finding these answers and going through that battle providing the hope that this is going to come to and the solidarity that this has gone through with burn pit 360 with grunt style with all these organizations and all these foundations and it's been instrumental and it's been a game changer in a lot of people's lives yeah absolutely and you know i think you know, from from the science you know that has come out of the work that you've been doing, uh, along with Will uh, and many others, um, you know, hyperbaric is 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 a form of therapy, right? And it is working, and it is very apparent uh, in many, so many, not just you, Kevin, and so many people that it, it it's just it's incredible work, uh, and that's why we believe in it uh, from the Grunt Style Foundation, and you know, we've given twelve away, we'll give twelve more away this year. Uh, and we're going to continue to do that until you know, we don't need to do that any longer. Uh, but at the same time, bringing forth positive solutions uh, and setting up committees uh, within our organization uh, to put a lot of attention towards that to make sure that we are delivering um, to you know, uh, that we're delivering on our promise. But more important, that we're putting a team together that is putting action to legislation. Correct. And that's what we're excited about. So, oh, yeah. you know, I think I'm looking forward to the work that you're going to be doing there, uh, Mr. Hensley. And now. Kim, uh, you have been doing some incredible work uh, since the PACT Act has been passed, traveling all across the United States. It seems like every time I call you, you're in a different state, <laughs> doing different things and spreading the gospel of, of, the, of, the, of the PACT Act. Uh, and you do a lot of work with another organization, well, a couple organizations. Uh, TAPS is one of the larger ones. Uh, and you're, you're an advocate uh, for um, you know, this widow community. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you, you, I think you do an incredible job um, in, in the work that you're doing and the voice that you carry. Uh, tell a little bit uh, about what you've been doing for the last six months. Wow. Um, traveling a lot, as <laughs> usual, as uh, uh, you had mentioned. Um, yeah, um, I have um, done, I have met so many incredible people. 
um, just through the internet and people that know people and people that are relatives or, or people that just reach out. I just gotten a phone call not too long ago from uh, a gentleman in Florida and he just was uh, um, in tears, hmm. in tears. And he was, it was from Agent Orange. He was from that generation. And he just said, he just, in, in a broken voice, he was just, thank you. Thank you so much for putting your story out there. Thank you for what you did, you know, going up on Capitol Hill and the PACT Act and stuff like that. And it's inspirational stories like that that make me want to continue what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And um, meeting all these um, um, survivors all over and their children, especially the children and the impact that, th that they have, um, um, they, and, and some of them are mentioned in the book too. My, my yep. son and my daughter do, and Gina uh, Cancellino's um, uh, daughters go ahead, and they have in, impact statements as well. And and to to recognize, you know, oh my gosh, that you're making a difference. That they're now getting get service connected. That they're you know that the work that we've done we're doing, um, just in the in the in the survivor community and the widow and the widowers communities and the children's um, areas. Um, when we start hearing about, you know, hey, that they're able to get um, insurance now, mm. insurance right. that they had some had to fight for, you know, me, one of them right. um, or education. Um, it, though it, it, they're so inspiring, it makes me just want to keep. It makes me just want to keep going. Yeah. And then, along, like you said, along with the TAPS organization, who's absolutely wonderful, who's um, who's uh, you know, founder is uh, Bonnie Carroll, who's yeah. absolutely wonderful individual, um, and she provides a she helps provide um, uh, the survivors to have these connections. And she has different locations all across the United States. They have seminars that we can go and attend. And from those seminars, it's kind of like we web off. Right. And then um, these 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 people that you meet, um, you, we, we, we want to know more about each other or want to hear more about our stories. So we go and we'll meet again or we'll go visit. And then these visits turn into, you know, getting to know their families. And, um, it, it, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, it's we're all we all have love yeah. we all are connected with some sort of passion and it's to not let those that have passed on be forgotten yeah and it's what can we do now what can we do now in the future so um i have actually finished all 50 states yes and <laughs> i have friends in all 50 states and they're all incredible and they were the ones that were really my inspiration yeah. for everything that I have done and everything I have accomplished in 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 my Gary's honor in my in 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 his honor yeah. you know of course um, but of course to honor all of them as well again mine was just one story they have there's thousands of people um, you know that are like me I have stories that have ventured off and 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 there are lots of different organizations out there there's organizations through church there's organizations um, on the internet. Um, um, and you just, you find, you find your tribe, yeah. you find your people and you find out what works best for you. And once you do that and you find your voice, you become, you start getting empowered. Oh yeah. You start getting empowered and people want to hear from, from, from the spouses, especially military spouses, because we really are a, a, a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. And we come in all ages, <laughs> we come in all ages and, um, we all have different stories. Yeah. And um, we we are we are a powerful we're a powerful group and we're really proud of it. Um, and there's a lot of um, other um, bills that uh, that they're involved in and that they, they back up in as well. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I think uh, one of those uh, you had introduced me to uh, a, a, fair, a very fine gal, uh, Katie, uh, that introduced me to uh, this ridiculous piece mm-hmm. of uh, this ridiculous law that mm-hmm. exists uh, for um, survivors and the way that the, their monies are distributed, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, after after the death of their spouse. And, and, you know, this one in particular has to do with uh, I forget the name of the bill uh, off the top. of my I think it's eight six six. It's a the habitation. Yeah, the the habitation law where uh, after post post uh, uh, event, uh, they, they say the spouse moves in with uh, another man, mm-hmm. uh, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, the survivor their benefits are cut off immediately. Mm-hmm. However, if they move in with a, a a same sex of 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 the of the of the spouse, nothing happens. Right. Mm-hmm. So people are getting penalized mm-hmm. for nonsense, mm-hmm. right? That's that, that's 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 nonsense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, they call it uh, cohabitation. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's inter- it's interesting. But uh, nonetheless, I think what the what the the point of all this is is that you know I think the PACT Act was just the beginning of a lot of everybody's story uh, in in the work that's being done now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at like Joe McKay. Joe McKay is now part of. He's on the board of directors of Cluster Busters, working on uh, migration, uh, migrate. Um, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting migraines, <laughs> right? Uh, mm-hmm. That are you know that are very specific within TBI injuries, mm-hmm. uh, and he's uh, he's involved in that. Amanda Barbosa has uh, legislation going towards the colonoscopy, which is uh, colon cancer that's affecting our community in large numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are involved with Senator Blackburn and mm-hmm. pushing the Community Care Act. Yes, I which, am. Which we are absolutely in favor of and we think is another part of the PACT Act as, a, if, as something that we can get past as a standalone or even an amendment to, right? And it was put up as an amendment, but you know, it didn't, it didn't go through. So there's, I think there's new opportunities that are showing itself with that. So, you know, I think... It's beautiful to see how this has unleashed a new era of individuals that are engaging their government uh, and feel empowered finally, right? Mm-hmm. That they're, they have a voice. That you know something as as crazy as the PACT Act was and how we how sloppy it was to get there, right? And the, and the things we had to do to make that thing work opened so many doors for people to expand this idea of tribe this uh, this opportunity to helping others and giving most importantly other people a voice and a hand up like that's amazing to me it's really just done it's done wonderful things i know there's some issues in hawaii with uh with some water contamination there um, that they're actually currently fighting for the hill but uh she reached out to Rosie and a bunch of us that she saw on TV doing press conferences. Um, I've had many, we've had many uh, veterans and military members that used to be my subordinates or used to be my peers. Like, hey, I'm going for my doctor's appointment for burn pit registry. What do I need to do? Or I signed up for the registry now. What is the PACT Act doing for us now? Can I start filing? I think they said, uh, Secretary McDonough said that there was over 266,000 claims that have been uh, initiated since January. Uh, 66,000 of those have actually been filed. I mean, the amazing stories of of, um, 
um, Nathan Denrider, who passed away at the age of 38 as a master sergeant in the Air Force. His widow, after two and a half years, got um, the survivor benefits. They call it DIC, but we just we know better known as uh, survivor benefits. She put up a billboard in her husband's honor as soon as she got that money to show the importance of toxic exposure. She yeah. didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, um, just the amazing stories that you hear that people are, are giving back. Because when you're on the right side of right, doors open all the time. That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, well, guys, I'm, I'm absolutely empowered by, by you. And just it's... It, and 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 thankful to be uh, on this path and shared a little bit of dirt with you along the way uh it's been a lot of fun um and i think there's nothing but positive things in the future we're going to get the community care pack uh the community care act done mm -hmm. we're going to do more work in the hyperbaric oxygen uh, uh therapies so excited and um we're going to continue innovating uh and and leading the way because uh, that's what we do here at grunt style and uh, we bring great people to these conversations and are all willing to, you know, roll their sleeves up and get some work done. And that's what we enjoy doing. So uh, I'm just uh, I'm proud to be in the same company as you guys. Uh, and that's, that's it. That's, that's it, my, my friends, for another Gaslighting the Warfighter, episode number 18, The Promise. Check it out. You can get it anywhere uh, at all the bookstores, Amazon, uh, coming to Walmart and uh, Target near you. So keep your eye out for that. Uh, incredible people. Share their story. Share this for others, people, to, to understand that we're still working on the PACT Act. Just because the bill is passed doesn't mean that the work has stopped. And these fine people are the great example of that. So until next time, be safe, be kind to one another, and wash those stinking hands.